Uh, you just write real quick, all right? Uh, I'll read it. You write shorthand real quick. Um, I'm teasing. All right, we're on the uh, we're in the child's room tonight, uh, children's room in our blueprints of our home, um, and we're on the second part of that, uh, <clears throat> dealing with um, uh, uh, lessons that need to be taught uh, to our children. I I believe this evening. Uh, I believe this evening these these lessons are are highly uh, important, um, and so we're we're not going to finish up the child's room probably tonight, but we we'll, we may go through two uh, of these lessons. There's only four. We dealt with one last week. We may deal with two of them tonight, and then the uh, the last one next week. Uh, but I um, uh, if if your spouse is not in here. Uh, and and whether Sunday school class, uh, nursery, uh, whatever, um, you know, I, I, we don't just we don't just teach this stuff to hear our head roar. Uh, we we believe this stuff because it's it's invaluable. You can't put a price tag on it because it's Bible truth. Uh, so make sure that you encourage the people in your life to listen, especially uh, if if you have if you have uh, children raising children, if you have. Uh, a spouse that may miss, uh, don't hurt to ask, hey, did you listen to that? Uh, make sure you get that. Uh, we, we need these lessons because we need to be on the same page. Um, if, if, if I were sitting in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, the pew tonight um, and, and listening to this truth being taught and my wife was uh, teaching a Sunday school class or in the nursery or, or doing something like that, uh, not because I feel like she needs to hear this, uh, but because I feel like we need to hear this, and we is not just me. Uh, we is both of us. We need to be on the same page, and so uh, make sure that you do that. Make sure that you uh, that you encourage that, uh, if if you will. I don't want them to miss this because now we're talking about uh, how how we're going to raise our kids uh, according to the Bible. So don't you think that both if if the situation uh, allows uh, and you have a home where two parents are involved in that home, don't you think, <coughs> excuse me, that both uh, parents need to be on the same page when it comes to, how many of you believe tonight both parents are going to have to be on the same page if we're going to get anything done? Uh, so, so, so remember that, help me with that. All right, let's look at the second lesson tonight in the uh, developing or determining the plans of the child's room. Uh, in our house that we are building, uh, we're planning on having children, or maybe we already have children, so we want to make sure they have a room because we don't feel that they ought to have to sleep in the hallway if we're building a house. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're living, uh, situation is a struggle, that's all right. God can work with that, but we're building the house that we want spiritually so let's make sure that we make room in our, in our spiritual home uh, for a room where children can grow up and be fostered and, and mature and grow in our home. Uh, so the first lesson in the child's room that we looked at last week was respect. Uh, that, is, that is needed if ever it has been needed and it always has been, but there is a short supply of respect 
uh, in young people today. You hear it the way they talk to their parents. You hear it the way they talk to other adults. You hear it the way that they respond to people, uh, what they get by with saying. Uh, and so let's, let's not fashion our, 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 our parenting uh, off of a, uh, a social media blog I'm not saying everything that they write is bad, but uh, uh, I, I wouldn't go there to get my, uh, to get my wisdom. Uh, I, I, I appreciate people in our life, but, but, the, but the coach uh, is not our wisdom uh, giver. Uh, the, the, uh, the therapist is not our wisdom giver. Uh, the Bible is our wisdom giver. The Bible is the basis of all of our wisdom. Uh, and, and, and let's remember that uh, if that's not so I, and I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to throw this out here at you tonight uh, none of this is going to work if you don't believe the Bible if I ask you tonight how many of y'all believe the Bible everybody's going to say oh yes absolutely I believe the Bible but the truth of the matter is is men don't run their homes they say they believe the Bible they don't run their homes they don't, not, not all men, but a whole lot. They don't run their homes. Uh, women don't submit themselves to their husband. Uh, we believe the Bible, but we, but we don't read the Bible. We believe, and I know it's tight in here tonight. I can feel it already. We believe the Bible, but we don't practice the Bible. We, we believe the Bible, but we don't honor the Bible. We believe that every home should have a Bible on their shelf that looks good and collects dust, but the truth of the matter is, is do you believe the Bible? If you do, the Bible works for your wife, the Bible works for you, the Bible works for your children, the Bible works in every situation of your life. And it's just that simple. It's really just that simple. I know what the Bible says, but, see what you just said is I know what the Bible says, but I don't believe it. Uh, I know what the Bible says, but I need more help than the Bible can give. I know what the Bible says, but I need more wisdom than the Bible offers. I know what the Bible says, but it didn't work for me. Maybe it wasn't the Bible that didn't work for you. Maybe it was your application of the Bible or your consistency in, in, in following the principles of the Bible that didn't work. See, see, adding a Bible principle to your life one time and then backing off of it when you didn't get immediate results don't mean you applied the Bible. Right? Well, I tried it and it didn't work. How many times did you try it? There's a Bible principle that's going to have to be applied every day of your life. There's a Bible principle that's going to have to be applied because it's truth. Uh, and, and so let's, let's, let's let that be the basis of all of this. Uh, that the Bible is what we believe. The Bible is what we stand upon. The Bible is where we get our wisdom and we believe the Bible or we don't. If we don't believe the Bible, there's probably no point in wasting, in wasting our time. Let's do something different because we're not going to get the results that we need. But if we do believe the Bible, let's believe it as it's written. Let's believe what it says. Let's practice it. And if all hell comes. If all the world falls apart, let's stand on it in the face of all the adversity. If, 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 if the scientist says, okay, the sky is actually uh, midnight uh, uh, blue or whatever, I don't know, maybe it can be that color at times, but, but the sky is, is black and we say, well, that's not what I see, that's not what the Bible says, uh, then, then, then let's, let's, let's believe the Bible. Uh, let's believe the Bible uh, over, over, over what wisdom says, over what reason says, over what logic says. Let God be true and every man a liar.
Uh, and so we're just going to have to believe the Bible or we're not. But none of this works if we don't. So I want to ask you, do you believe the Bible? You don't have to answer that out loud. I hope that you would be willing to. Do you believe the Bible? And if so, then are you living? Am I living according to the principles of the Word of God? Do they work? Uh, they've been tested. They've been proven. Uh, what we're seeing today uh, is, is, is all... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, 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 it, when it comes to all of these issues, what we see today is really um, a, a scientific experiment. Uh, what, what, what will happen if children are raised in a different way apart from the scripture is a scientific experiment that has been experimented before, history teaches us, did not end well, did not prove uh, to be expedient uh, but it is a scientific experiment uh, that people are experiencing. Well, I don't have time to experience or experiment, rather, with my children because they are a life that God put in my hand to nurture and fashion and raise up. I don't have time to experiment with them. So I need to find something that's solid. I need to find something that's sound. I need to find something that works. I need to find something that's been around that proves the test of time, and that is the Bible. That is the Bible. It worked in David's days. It worked in Abraham's days. The word of God. So they didn't have all of the word of God. No, but they had the God that spoke his word to them. They had the word of God. And with the word of God, they had truth that they could stand upon. And I want to emphasize to you tonight, not, not to be a jerk or a smart aleck, but do you believe the Bible? If not, why? If so, then practice its principles in your life. Uh, do what it says and watch God do what God does. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. I, I, I counsel with people all the time on the telephone, sometimes in my office, uh, dealing with things, sometimes on the front porch of the school when parents drop their kids off or pick their kids up, and usually it turns to tears, usually it turns to I just don't know what to do, and what I want to say is ding, 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 ding. Have you done? What's been taught? Do you know what's been taught? Well, no, I wasn't there. Uh, then, then, then God may be, not may, God can help you, but you're going to have to get a hold of truth that'll help you uh, and, 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 and stop flying by the seat of your pants mentality uh, in these issues. It, it don't have to be quiet in here tonight. Y'all know that's right. Uh, our, our children are suffering because of our lack, uh, and I'm not perfect at this and neither are you, but our children are suffering at the hand of our lack of obedience to the word of God uh, in, in their lives. And you can not like that if you want. It don't make any difference. Don't make it one less uh, ounce of truth whether you like it or not. As a matter of fact, you can get mad at me over that. So well, I don't appreciate that and that don't make it any less true. Uh, it is truth that the word of God is the foundation upon we get all of our principles and all of our, and all of our standing and if we don't apply it that way, uh, then, then, then we're gonna have a hard time getting mad at God because it didn't turn out uh, the way that we want it to. Raising your children by Bible principles does not guarantee that they'll do the right thing uh, because uh, Adam and Eve were raised in the presence of God and did not do the right thing. Uh, but it does guarantee that I did the best I could to do it the right way according to the word of God. And they have a will of their own. Whatever they do within that will is their 
responsibility at some point in their life. But I have a responsibility to train them in the word of God, in the will of God, the best that I can. Uh, let's, let's, let's apply it to our life. Uh, let's, let's teach our children. I want to read them verses again. Um, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Proverbs 19 and verse 18. Proverbs 20 and verse 11. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Uh, Proverbs 23, 13 through 16. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Uh, have you ever thought about the power of that verse? Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. It is, not just, it is not just deliver him from going to hell, but deliver him from hell that's coming to him. If that child does not learn the value, the benefit of authority, then that child is headed for a world of hell that he does not even know. And it is my job to deliver. I mean, do we believe the Bible or we don't? We, we believe the Bible or we, or, we, or we believe social media, one or the other. And maybe sometimes they line up, but often they don't. Uh, it is my job. Uh, thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. My son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice. Even mine, yea, my reign shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. Let's take the Bible principle of reverence or respect and teach that to our children. Uh, Father, make sure your sons and daughters respect their mother and that will start with you doing that. You respect her. You don't have to always agree with her. You don't always have to like her opinion, but respect her. Respect who she is in their life. Respect who she is in your life. If you run her down, you have lessened their opinion of her, whether they'd ever admit that or not. Or they like her a whole lot, and now you've lessened their opinion of you. One or the other. Uh, uh, mother, uh, always, always respect your husband. Did, did you know that there are no... Uh, and I, I'm just going to give this to you. There are no um, requirements to who the husband is supposed to be or who the wife is supposed to be in the requirements of what the other individual is supposed to do. Did, did you know God did not say, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. If your wives are good, if your wives are honorable, if your wives are pleasant, if your wives are kind, and if your wives are obedient and submissive to your, uh, to, to, to your uh, uh, life. Uh, the Bible does not give that. The Bible said, husbands, love your wives, and that is without any requirement. God, God did not say, love your wives if, love your wives when, but he said, husbands, love your wives. You say, well, preacher, the, 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 and we're, we're, we're talking about the children's home, but children are raised by parents. You say, preacher, the, uh, you don't know who I'm married to. Uh, God does, and God said, love her. God said, love her. Are you hearing me now? God said, love her. God said to love her as Christ loved the church. Christ loved you in spite of you.
Christ did not love you because of you. Christ did not love you because you did something. Christ did not love you because you loved him first and so therefore he's loving you back. Christ did not love you because uh, because you earned that love. Christ loved you in spite of you. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church. That is, that is a, uh, that is a uh, uh, obligation without uh, requirement. Uh, here's the next obligation. It is without requirement. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband. He did not say if your, if your husband was good. He did not say if your husband was saved even. Did you know that? He did not say if your husband's saved and spirit-filled, submit yourself to it. He said, wives, submit yourselves to your husband. Uh, and he gave no requirements. If you're married to a lost person and they do not believe the same way that you believe, you can honor God and honor them at the same time. You can honor God and honor the husband or the wife that you're married to at the same time. You can be right with God and be right with them. You say, it's very difficult to be a preacher and you would never understand that and you may be right. Thank God and I hope I never have to. But God did not give you any requirements on how that that was supposed to be. If they were this or if they were that, God said, here's what I want you to do. And it's as simple as that. I don't know how that works. Well, God's left it up to me and you to figure out by applying it. And as you apply it, you may figure it out. And we need children that are raised up in a home. We need children that are raised up in a family where the father, and maybe the father's not on the same page as the mother spiritually, or maybe, maybe the mother's not on the same page as the father spiritually, but here's the page that they're on. If one of them's a Christian, one of them's doing that to the best of their ability, I'm going to honor this one and teach my children to respect their father, teach my children to respect their mother. This generation has lost respect because it has lost its home. This generation has lost its home. God, God made, God created in the garden a man. He gave a woman to that man. He said, now you are one. You are one. He made them one. Listen, divorce is a bad thing, it's an ugly thing, and there's a lot of folks in here that are a part of that or a product of that or influenced by that, even myself. It has touched my home with my mother and my father, and, and there's none of us beyond that. There's none of us that's not experienced that in some way, but I want you to know God made a husband and a wife, and he said, I want you to be one, and God put children in their life to grow up around and under uh, 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 two individuals that have become one, and when that is broken down, then we have broken down the whole fabric. You say, preacher, that's the best that I got. I don't know what to do. Then, then, then do the best you can with where you are, with what you've got to honor the truth of the word of God. Do it the best that you can and give God the rest. And say, God, I'm gonna do the best I can to honor your word. But this is the situation. It's not ideal. It's not pleasant. But it is what it is. Would you help me, please? Uh, but just because we've messed up don't mean we throw out the Bible principle now that we've messed it up. Or maybe we didn't mess it up. Maybe it was messed up for us, but it don't mean we throw out the Bible principle. All right, the situation should be ideal. It's not ideal now. It's messed up, but the truth is still the same. The truth still remains. 
Again, we're going to believe it or we're not. If we're not, then let's just quit playing games. If we are, then let's believe it. Uh, and do everything in our power to teach that respect to those that are coming up because they need as solid of a foundation. Uh, and, and everything in their world is crumbling. Uh, everything uh, now uh, is pulling at them. Everything is drawing them. Uh, that, that cute little four-year-old, that cute little three-year-old, that cute little two-year-old in about five or six years is going to run smack into a world of depravity and going to realize that it's not as good as I think it is and everything's really messed up and the whole world is, is in an upside-down upheaval and, 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 and I, I need to make something at my home that's solid so that they understand that that, 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 that I have a solid foundation. Is anybody hearing me tonight? I mean, that's important. Uh, it's vitally important. Uh, unfortunately, people walk out. Unfortunately, people leave. Unfor unfortunately, people fail us. Unfortunately, many of you are sitting in here and dad walked out on you. Shame on him. Or mom walked out on you. Shame on her. Or maybe they never walked out, but they never were there. Shame on them. But just because that has been your experience does not mean you have to repeat that experience to those that are coming up in your life. Maybe death brought them out of your life. Maybe divorce brought them out of your life. But nonetheless, all of that turns upside down our foundation. And God has given us the ability. God has given us the principle. God has given us the truth with what we have to do the best that we can to create a solid foundation and, 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 and those children need to learn respect. Respect for you, respect for grandparents, respect for other parents, respect for adults, respect for authority. Um, and, 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 and the way God gives us is the rod and the staff. We dealt with it last week. I'll deal with it real quickly again. The staff pulls in. Sometimes it just needs to be, let me pull you in. And let's have a talk. Let's hug. Let's have a talk. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. And sometimes it needs to be the rod. It shouldn't always be the staff, but it shouldn't always be the rod. There's going to be some times you're going to have to have discernment to know which one it is. But don't let the world talk you out of the Bible principle. You say, preacher, my parents did it wrong. Maybe they did. Figure out what's right in the Word of God. Go back to that. You say, preacher, I was abused as a child. They beat me. That's not right. But that does not mean that the Bible principle is wrong because somebody overdid that principle in your life. Let's go back to what's right. The Bible principle is right. The Bible principle is right. Somebody, because they're human, got it wrong. They messed it up. They did it wrong, but that don't make the principle wrong. That makes the person wrong. But I'm not that person. And I don't have to do what that person did. I can take the principle as a Christian filled with the Spirit of God and discernment and wisdom and apply that right principle to my children that may have been applied wrong by a wrong person. Right? Uh, that is right. We, 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 and we're guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. 
Well, it was, it was done. You, you, you hear kids all the time, church kids a lot of times with a chip on their shoulder. Not all church kids are this way, but some of them. There's, there's blogs out there, uh, you know, uh, somebody raised in church and didn't like their parents, and so they, they, they associate all that together. The preacher was mean, and sometimes the preacher was mean. Sometimes the parents were mean. Sometimes the people around them were mean, and, and, and sometimes there's some legitimacy to all of that. But here's what they do. Instead of recognizing that the person in my life may not have been right, the person in my life may have got it wrong, they don't just throw out the person, they throw out the principle. The person is a human. That means they can be on the wrong side either way. They can be too soft or too hard. They can let you do what you want, which is wrong, or they can, or they can rule you with a rod of iron, which is wrong, and not Bible principle. They can be wrong, but the principle's not wrong. Don't despise the principle. Don't throw out the principle. Don't run away from the principle of right just because some person got it wrong. It's the same uh, mindset of people that's got hurt in church. Uh, uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but if you did, most of you would raise your hand. How many of you, at some point or another, if you've been in church, you, you got hurt in one way or another. Somebody left, that hurt you. Somebody was your friend and they stabbed you in the back so you found out somebody was talking about you. Somebody was rude to you. People get hurt in church. But we don't throw out the church because the church is valuable. The church is God's church. The church is right. What we do is recognize that there are people in the church which makes it imperfect. There are people in the church which makes it problematic. But the principle is still right when the people are not. That, that, that would help us. Well, I'm going to do it different. How about this? Do it right. Don't do it different. Maybe right is different than what was done for you, but do it right. Well, what is right? Preacher, I just read it to you. I just read it to you. It's right. If it's Bible, it's right. If it's Bible, it's right. I cannot, I cannot emphasize that enough. If it's Bible, it is right. So let's do it right. Preacher, I'm a human. I can't get everything right. I understand that. Neither can I because there's the people factor. I am a people. The people factor is me. I am, I am the problem. I don't get it right. But here's the wonderful thing about being a Christian. When I get it wrong, I can make it right. When I get it wrong, I can admit I got it wrong. And I may have to admit I got it wrong to the people that I got it wrong with. Hey, Dad, sorry. Daddy didn't handle that right. It's not easy. It's not even fun. But I can do that to get it back to right. Or I may have to say to my spouse, you know what, I'm sorry, I, I, I did not do that right. And I can get it right so that it can be right. If the, if the people equation messes it up, the principle's still right, get the people right. And then we can be back on the principle. Uh, that is a valuable lesson tonight to teach uh, respect. All right, y'all want to look at the next one? If we, if we, uh, I guess we got enough of that, didn't we? Uh, that'll help us, though, won't it? All right, let's look at the next. The second lesson that needs to be learned is, um, is responsibility. 
responsibility. Um, and, and I'm going to give you about two applications uh, in dealing with, with responsibility. <clears throat> but let me read some things that I've written down. And I think you have this in your paper as well. Uh, the second uh, lesson that we need to make sure is taught in our Christian homes is not just respect, but it's responsibility. If our children don't learn responsibility at home, when will they learn it and where will they learn it? Uh, the Bible is full of illustrations of responsible children and young people. From kings and princes to giant slayers and line killers, we find God doing miraculous uh, uh, works through responsible young people. Think about the lad with his five loaves of bread and two fish. What about Daniel and his three Hebrew friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The greatest of all responsible children is Jesus. We find in Luke 2, verse 41 through 52, that Jesus at age 12 was accidentally left by his parents for three days in Jerusalem during the feast of the Passover. It was the custom of those days that many traveled together in large parties and caravans once a year to Jerusalem. Jesus' parents, supposing Jesus was somewhere in the large group headed home, accidentally left him. Families would travel uh, to Jerusalem, caravans of people. They were walking by foot, traveling by camel, cousins playing, uh, large groups of people, and just supposing like you and I would when we come to church, uh, how many of you have ever lost your kids at church and you were glad that you knew they were somewhere at church but you didn't know where they were at church? Uh, church ended. Uh, uh, if you've raised up kids at church, you've lost them at church. Church ended. They all went outside to play. You were sitting in there at fellowship and talking and it occurred to you, Where's, have y'all seen my kid? Uh, and, and you look and realize that they're hiding in the nursery because they're playing hide and seek. They're out on the swing or they're playing basketball, but you didn't know where they were. Now imagine traveling to Jerusalem and there's cousins with you, all the families come, there's neighbors with you, neighborhood friends, childhood friends, and their kids are all traveling and, and they just supposed Jesus was somewhere in the crowd. They got home and realized, uh, has anybody seen Jesus? Uh, and found out that they left him. Now, I'm not going to ask you how many of you have ever left your child somewhere, uh, but I don't know, maybe you haven't, maybe you have. Uh, I, 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 uh, I have. Uh, I left him here uh, one time. That's as far as I'm going to tell the story because it's being recorded, but I left him here on accident. I got out of the car, came in here, uh, and didn't know, didn't know where he was at. Um, and and, and it, it, was, it was Hudson. Um, and we found him, you know, about five minutes. But for five minutes, I, I left him. Uh, scared me to death. Uh, he's still not over it. He's mad at me still, I think. Uh, subconsciously, he's, he's mad uh, that I left him. Um, and and uh, anyways, God help us. Uh, Parent of the Year award goes to me. Uh, and that's dangerous, and I, I thank the Lord. It could have been a terrible thing. I thank the Lord for his mercy and all. I really do. Uh, but they left him. They didn't know where he was at. They didn't just leave him at the neighbor's house. They left him, and it was three days getting back uh, to Jerusalem to where he was. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know exactly what time frame that they lost him. But the Bible says he was three days. Uh, in Jerusalem. The Bible said he was 12 years old. 
uh, our children at 12 years old in most of our homes would starve to death at 12 years old. What am I supposed to do? Jesus is 12, he's in the city, Jerusalem. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about New York City. Uh, I think they made a movie about a kid getting left uh, in New York City. Uh, they left him. He, he, he's all alone. You say, well, yeah, but he's Jesus. I understand, but he was also a human, not just God, but he's God uh, and man, 100% God and 100% man, and the human, uh, the man, child Jesus is left in Jerusalem for three days in the city. You say, well, times were different. They were, but people have never been different than they are. There, people's always been crime, problems, all this is true, but Jesus was a human child, yet we, we find him responsible enough to care for himself until the return of his parents. Apparently he was able to feed himself, find a place to lay down at night and sleep, keep himself alive and well at the ripe old age of 12. The point I'm trying to make is that a 12-year-old child was responsible enough to care for himself when he needed to. That does not mean that his mother didn't love him or love on him and spoil him from time to time. It did not mean that his earthly father, Joseph, did not do things to help him along. There is a place to help and assist, a place to do things out of love and the desire to nurture, but sadly, too often, we nurture to a fault. We have created a, uh, a segment of, of age, um, uh, adolescence, uh, we have we have given a pass uh, to to immature adolescents and said, well, you know, really, you're just kind of dumb till you're about 25, and so sow your wild oats, do what you want to do. And even Christian Holmes says, you know, they're just kids. Kids will be kids. Just let them. And, and I understand that. I, I don't. I don't think tonight that we ought to rule with a rod of iron. But but what is wrong with a with a, with a 12-year-old or a 10-year-old or an 8-year-old being able to do something on their own, right? What is wrong with them being able to be responsible enough when you see the trash overflowing? Don't pile the trash up on the counter, but there's this little thing called push the trash down in the bag. They make tie strings. You pull them, you tie them in a pretty little knot, and you can take it outside, right? That's not a hard job. Uh, what, 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 is, what is wrong uh, with, uh, and most of us have dishwashers today, but what is wrong with rinsing a plate under the sink, putting it in the dishwasher in a nice little neat row? Or what is wrong with, with taking that plate as soon as you get done eating and taking some soap, putting it on a rag, and, and washing that? And you say, well, that's, uh, you know, that's mom's job. That's dad's job. No, that, that, that don't have to be. It don't hurt us to teach them responsibility. I don't think that they ought to spend every last... I believe Jesus was allowed to be a, a kid. I believe he was allowed to play. But he was also brought up in Joseph's workshop, and he learned how to be a carpenter. He learned how to do something with his hands that brought value to his life in the ability to do things. Uh, it, it, is, it is not a bad thing to teach those coming up behind us to do things. Uh, you say, preacher, I, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I had to do that my whole life. I don't want my kids 
to do that. But look what you know how to do. Maybe they'll hate it as much as you and decide, you know, I may actually get an education so I don't have to do this. Or maybe I'll apply myself to something else so I don't have to do this my whole life. But it's nothing wrong with them learning how to do it. Because there's one thing that they know now. Now that they've learned how to do something, they've got something that they know how to do. Uh, Jesus was taught responsibility. Um, we, we have, we've created this, uh, you know, you know, you, you just, you, you, you're, you're, they're just kids and so they, they come up and they're six, seven, eight years old and we do everything for them. And, and, then, and then they go to high school and we involve them in sports and we involve them in athletics and we involve them in social clubs and all of that stuff. And that, that's the world's mindset. And, and if that's so, then let that be so. But we, we're just, we're, we're not, we don't want you to have any responsibilities here. We just want you to, we just want you to focus on this and that. And then we, we, spend them, we send them off to college and we spend thousands upon thousands of dollars, send them off to college and we want you to go, we want you to have a good time and they drink away all your college money. And I know we do things different here for the most part at our church because we have a Christian school, but that is the world's mindset. And they go party and drink away all of your college money. And then about 25 years old, they walk down the aisle uh, and they get a diploma and they, that's probably a degree that's going to do half of them or more uh, little good at all in their life. And then they got to go out into a real world and we have robbed them of 15 years of learning something. They don't know how to balance a checkbook. They don't know how to do anything on their own. Nobody ever taught them anything. And now they've got to go out into a mean, cruel, real world as a grown-up when nobody's smiling at them like they were when they were 10 or 12. Uh, let's, 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 let's take a Bible principle and apply that. Um, I, I, I used to love listening to Russ Limbaugh and, and he's not God, he's dead now but he was not God, I understand that and his words are not the infallible word of God I understand that but he said something one time uh, and I, I thought it was just amazing he said uh, we, we, we live in a time, he said college is, uh, has always been such a valuable thing uh, he said, but really most of it is a waste anymore. And I, I, I know people get mad at me when I say that, but if you open your eyes and realize most places anymore, it is just party, party, party. There are places that are not. Uh, if I was going to send them somewhere secular, I'd do a whole lot of homework and I'd do a whole lot of supervision the best that I could. Uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't determine what they do after hours, but you can determine what they do uh, in the hours of education. But he said, the truth of the matter is, he said, we have them in school for 13 years. It didn't take 13 years to learn how to read. It didn't take 13 years to learn how to write. It didn't take 13 years to learn how to add and subtract. He said, why didn't we teach them anything life worth living stuff in that 13 years? They went to school for 13 years and they didn't learn anything but reading and writing and how it is bad to be an American. Huh? And how bad it is to be an American and how, 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 how regretful we ought to be that we are Americans. And that's what they learned. They were given a grade and they, they got their grade. They come to the end, they get their diploma and they don't know anything. And we 
we had them for 13 years. And now we say, now you need to spend thousands upon thousands to go learn in four years what you had 13 years to learn. And you were in high school four of those years and had the ability to drive to school uh, over two of those years and still didn't learn anything. Uh, I, I can't change the world. I'm not telling you not to send your kids to college. You pray about that. Ask God for his wisdom and God may tell you what to do. I believe that he will. And, and you do what he said. I, I am not of the sort that, that discourages that on every hand. Uh, but I do discourage that just because I don't think that anybody, even if you're not a Christian, should just go with the flow and do what everybody does because that's what everybody does. Are we that naive? Are we that blind that we just do it because that's what we do, because that's what they did, and that's what everybody else does? Anybody talk back to me tonight? I mean, are you hearing me? Um, and so, no responsibility. And they grow up, and now they got to, I said this last week, now they're going to go down to the post office, now they're going to go down to the voting precinct, and they're gonna and they're gonna vote, uh, and they don't know how to balance a checkbook, and they're gonna vote. I tell you who they're gonna vote for. They're gonna vote for Santa Claus. And Santa Claus isn't gonna be their president. Whoever the president isn't gonna be Santa Claus, but he's gonna make promises that I'm Santa Claus and I'm here to buy you out and bail you out. But he's a liar, and we don't know the difference because we don't know how to balance a checkbook. Well, why don't you just print more money? That's, that's what I used to tell my parents when I said, let's go to McDonald's. I said, we don't have the money. Well, write a check. Huh? Why don't you write a check? Give me one of them little pieces of paper with your name on it. Let's go to McDonald's. I want to go to McDonald's. We don't have no money. We're poor. Why, why can't we go to McDonald's? You've got a whole checkbook. That's money, ain't it? Huh? Thank God I grew up and got me one and figured out they don't take them everywhere and you can't just keep writing them. They'll come lock you up. Unfortunately, there are people running our country that don't know that you can't write blank checks and you gotta have something to back it up. They don't know it. They didn't learn that. And they are politicians today on both sides. Just write another check, just print another dollar. It's just paper. Here's a dollar for you, here's a dollar for you, here's a dollar for you. You want some more? Here's just some more. Just get it all, man. Just come get it. We got plenty of paper to go around. It grows on trees. Problem is, is that paper's got to be backed up by something or it's not worth anything. You can just print all the money. I mean, you can just make everybody a millionaire. Our government can make everybody a millionaire tonight if being a millionaire meant all you needed was a million one hundred dollar bills. But see, the million one hundred dollar bills has got to be backed up by something. We're gonna to have to. I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't change the whole world. 
But God help me, I got a little family and I've got 18 years with them children. Let me teach them the value of hard work. Let me teach them the value of right and wrong. Let me teach them the principles of the word of God. Let me teach them what it means to be a patriot, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be an American, why, why we're grateful even though bad things have happened in our country and have they not? Absolutely they have, but great things have happened in our country and I'm glad that I live here other than anywhere else in the world. It is vitally important that they learn how to do something worthwhile with their hands, with their minds, that they learn to figure things out, that they learn to have responsibility. Have you ever met a 50-year-old baby who never learned to take care of themselves what a waste of potential. I'm not talking about someone that was handicapped or had a physical ailment. I'm talking about someone who, who was handicapped by the authority in their life. I'm not talking about someone who was handicapped by a, uh, a mental uh, disability or a physical disability. I'm talking about someone who was handicapped by the people that brought them up. And they can't function in society because they've never had to. What a waste of potential. Responsibility must be learned at home. At some point, they'll need to learn to use the microwave and wash a dish. Men, where will they learn to carry a pocket knife? Uh, I, 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 think, I, think, uh, I think that's a good thing. I, you know, I struggle with that because I've lost more pocket knives as a, as a boy coming up. Uh, if Grandpa gave them one, I probably would discourage them from carrying that one because they're going to lose 10 of them by the time they're 20 if they carry them. Probably wouldn't let them carry the one. And if they're just dead set on carrying the one Grandpa gave them, steal that one and give them another one and tell them that that's the one Grandpa gave them until they get old enough to, to you know, have some money and be like, no, here's the one Grandpa gave you for real. Um, Brother Dean McNeese gave, gave our boys a pocket knife when they were little and um, I thought that was special you know and, and so we told them now it was sharp too man you'd open that thing I thought Brother Dean the boys you know Hudson 5 Levi 7 I mean you know you didn't have to give them one that sharp uh, slice your hand open he gave them one I said alright boys y'all can have them but here's the deal uh, I want you to keep them closed don't mess with them keep them keep them closed well um, one night we were we were at our old house and we were sitting downstairs and 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 Levi uh, Levi comes down he's pale and he's holding his hand and he moves his hand his blood just everywhere his hands are all cut up um, and he had opened that pocket knife that Brother Dean had gave him I mean cut his hands all to pieces I felt terrible I really did horrible things and I said son I told you I know I know I know. But I'm a kid, I don't listen. I never had to teach him again. Um, he learned that one the hard way. How many of you have ever learned some the hard way? He learned that one the hard way, but I'd rather him learn it the hard way than to never learn something like that at all. See, you can't hide them from everything. Uh, I, I, I like, uh, Gant Morgan was here and he had his little boy. He pulled out his pocket knife and showed it to me. And his daddy had electrical tape wrapped all around it. You can't open it, but you can carry it in your pocket. Ain't gonna do you a lick of good. 
but it's there. Hold on, let me unwrap my... <laughs> oh, you need a pocket knife? Hold on, let me unwrap it. Uh, where were they learned to cook? To clean up after themselves. Um, I, I, I don't think tonight, you know, custom, American custom tradition, um, you know, mostly, mainly the women cook, and it's still that way in most homes, mostly mainly, but men like to cook as well, and so I don't, I don't think there's a, you know, a man can't cook. I think men can cook and women can cook. If you like to cook, cook. If you're good at cooking, cook. If you're not good at cooking, learn how to cook. And then cook. Um, right? Um, but somebody's going to have to learn how to cook. Because we're raising up kids and they're going to get married and the boy don't know how and the girl don't know how and they're going to eat hot pockets from here on out till Jesus comes back. <clears throat> right? Uh, I'm about done with fast food. I don't care where you go. People say, well, fast food in Waynesboro, boy, it's gone downhill. Fast food in Evans has gone downhill. Fast food everywhere. There ain't no good place to go because it's run by people who never learn how to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, wash their hands, have respect, look at you when they talk, right? Or, or have any moral ethic. And see, I can't change them. I, I'm going to tell you what else. Getting saved wouldn't change that. Getting saved don't change your knowledge or your character. Now, getting saved and having the Spirit of God living in you, God will teach you character, but you have to learn it. If, 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 if you don't know how to interact with people and God saves you, the odds are after God saves you, you're still not going to know how to interact with people. But now you have the Spirit of God that can teach you and you can start learning But where was dad and mom who said, no, look at them when you talk to them. No, say yes, ma'am, when you get done. Say yes, sir. No, no, no. Give your best when you go to work. Well, I'm just flipping hamburgers. I don't care what you're flipping. You got a job. If you're going to work for that man or that woman, then give your all to them. I mean, give them all you've got because that's a job. You get a paycheck and your name is attached to that. Are we teaching that as Christians? If not, God help us to strengthen our conviction and to step up and to teach that. Uh, my kids, um, I, I've heard people say, "Well, I sent the kids over at Christian school, and they, you know, they don't they." they Saying all these words, I don't know what it is. I'm going to tell you something. The Christian school didn't teach them that. Social media taught them that. Most of them was hooked up on YouTube and they're watching TikTok videos and social media videos and they're learning how to talk with these slangs. You say, well, I don't like it. Here's the, here's the deal. I don't either and I don't allow it. I can't control what your children or other people's children do, but, 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 but I hear mine mumbles. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? We're going to talk like human beings because that's what we are. We're going to talk like responsible people because that's what we Well, everybody else does. I don't care what everybody else does. They can all jump off a bridge and you're not going with them. 
Right? Uh, it's my job to teach my boys to be men. To treat their mother with dignity and respect. Because if they'll learn how to treat her right, there'll be a lady in their life and they'll know how to treat her right. I don't have girls. I wish I did. I'll adopt some if anybody's got some to get rid of, you know. Huh? I wish I did. But then I, I say that when we don't want to start over again. And then my wife reminds me often, she said, I am one, and I'm telling you, they're trouble. And she'll talk me out. I'll say, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, but it's your job to teach them to be ladies. It's our job to teach them to be men. Right? To walk out in this world, not like you're better than somebody, but like you are somebody. I'm not better than anybody, but I am somebody because I'm saved. I am somebody because the grace of God's been given to me. I am somebody because I've been given my Father's name. I am somebody. You say, preacher, I'd have a good daddy. Then make that name the best name you can make it. You say, preacher, my name is no good. Then let God save you, change you, and make your name something respectable in the town you live in. Who will teach them to make a bed, vacuum a floor, take out the garbage? How will they learn to drive a car or balance a checkbook? Let's make sure our Christian homes are teaching responsibility. Can I say this right here too? I know, I know, I know. I'm rough, I know. I'm old-fashioned old and outdated and behind the times. I know I am. But do you remember when you turned 16? What did you want to do? Drive, drive. Why? Because that meant I could do something. I had some independence. Even if you loved your home, you loved your family, I want to drive. It's, a, you know, it's not a biblical passage of right. You know, there's nowhere in the Bible that says, when thou turnest 16, thou shalt learn to drive. Uh, but I don't want to drive. Does it not disturb anybody that kids these days, none of them want to drive? I mean, it disturbed me. Why don't you want to drive? Well, I've been driving this little car at the house looking at the computer. What I want to drive. Hey, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think there's no Bible verse that said, Thou shalt not drive the little car at the house on the computer. But, but God help us if we have handicapped them to where they cannot function in a society and do things and that they are content to hide themselves behind a screen. And, 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 and is anybody hearing me tonight? They are content to live in an alternative life, uh, in an alternative uh, uh, reality. They are content to live behind that of a screen where they do not interact or fellowship or commune uh, with other people. Um. Let's raise them up to do something. Let's raise them up to be somebody. Let's raise them up with responsibility. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying tonight? Responsibility is not only learning to care for oneself, but is also learning to be accountable for one's actions. 
if our children will ever, will ever be responsible, they must learn to give an account instead of doing everything for them or covering things up by sweeping them under the rug. Our children must learn to answer for their decisions and actions. Responsibility is not just the ability to know how to do something or to be responsible for oneself or to take care of oneself. Responsibility is also, what, what, is, what is responsibility in your life as an adult? All right, responsibility is I, I'm a grown-up, so I get up and I go to work, right? I don't always want to get up and go to work, Right? I don't always want to do that that I have to do, but responsibility teaches me I got four people in this house and they need to eat, and it's not Uncle Sam's job to mail it to me. It's my job to go get it because I got two legs, two feet, two arms, two hands, and I'm able-bodied. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want their handout. I don't, I don't need their handout. Some people may, and I want the people who may need it to be able to get it because I don't need it. Uh, that's not popular, I know. I know that's not popular. Everybody and their brother's been raised up, but somebody's supposed to take care of you. One of these days, they're going to run out of the ability to take care of you. They can't keep doing that. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to be a prophet tonight. I'm not a prophet nor the son of one, but I'm about to be prophetical. They can't keep taking care of everybody. It's going to dry up and run out. They can't do it. And they shouldn't have to take care of me. Not as long as I'm able to take care of myself. Um... Responsibility. I get up, I go to work, I do what I got to do. I've got hands, I've got feet, I've got legs, I've got fingers, I've got a mind, I've got a mouth. I can do things that I need to do. I can work, I can interact with human beings. That's responsibility. But here's also the other side of responsibility. I have to pay my bills because, and I definitely don't like doing that, Anybody ever get stressed out when it's budget time? You sit down to and I pay these bills. I got more month than I got money. Huh? I'm tired of paying this bill. I don't even like this anymore. I'm paying for stuff I don't even like anymore. I don't even use this anymore. I'm still paying for it. Here's what I did. I signed my little name to a little dotted line and said, I will pay such and such a month until this is paid off or until Jesus comes back. One or the other. I'm leaving them all. I'm leaving every one of them when he comes back. I'll pay it. And see, responsibility is, is that I'm going to do what I said I was going to do because my name is attached to it and I said I was going to do it. See, that goes with, I made a promise to you on an altar when we got married. I said, till death do us part, and I'm not dead and you're not dead. There are folks in here who have been affected by that because somebody else walked away from you, understand? There are folks, and you were the guilty party, but God has saved you and restored you and made, gave you uh, your right mind and touched you and helped you. But I'm talking, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking to belittle that. I'm talking to folks who are sitting here, so I'm just tired of this. Yeah, but you got some responsibility and you got kids coming up underneath you that need to know that we that we that we go the long haul because we put our name on it. We go the long haul because we attached our word to it. We go the long haul because we made a promise with God. 
responsibility is not just I do what I'm supposed to, but responsibility is I take responsibility, I take ownership of my decisions. If I've done wrong, it's my responsibility to make it right. If I've made a mistake, I've got to own up to it. Sometimes it's not bad to major on the little things. We shouldn't always major on the little things, but sometimes it's not bad. You got an eight-year-old kid and they're the only one living in your house. The only child you got, maybe. You got a ten-year-old. Most of y'all have more than one, I guess, but, uh, you know, uh, there's the only one in your house. Uh, or maybe there's the only one you got four or five kids or two or three kids, in the, but there was the only one you know who it was, and you asked the question that every parent asked, who did that? And you know who did it. Who, who opened the cookie jar and, and ate them cookies I told y'all not to eat? And one of them was going, not me. Cookie crumbs all over, not me. And you say, okay. I know that seems so minor. But it's a good lesson to begin to learn. All right, we're going to be honest and have to own up. I have to own up. And it's better to own up now than to lie about it and have to go to bed with a guilty conscience. Where did we miss? I mean, God help us tonight. Where did we miss it where nobody has a guilty conscience over anything? Did you know in the United States of America telling a lie used to be punishable? Telling a lie used to be a horrible thing and that people were guilty and the whole neighborhood would know somebody lied because a man's word was his bond? Most people lie 20 times a day more. They lie. People lie to you just as well as talk to you. You can't tell if they're telling you the truth or lying and they don't even know. If they're, if they're talking, they're lying. They learn that. I can say what I want to say and get what I want to get. And they learned it in our homes. And you knew good and well that it was them and you knew good and well that needed to be dealt with and they learned no fear, no respect, and no responsibility for their actions. God help us tonight. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes the easier route is to just look over, but it doesn't mean, or just to look over a, a matter, but it doesn't mean it's the best route. <clears throat> if our children are to function and prosper in society, responsibility is a must. Proverbs 17, 21, He that begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool hath no joy. A foolish son is a grief to his father, and bitterness to her that bear him. That's Proverbs 17, 25. It is my job to teach responsibility. Let's be, let's be people of our word. Let's do right even when it costs us. And sometimes doing right will cost you greatly. Sometimes doing the right thing is the most difficult thing in the world to do. Um... Returning that wad of $100 bills to the lady it dropped out of her purse. That shouldn't be that hard. But maybe if you're in a pinch, you know, that's, she dropped it, I'm poor. But what's responsible? What's right? Huh? 
uh, making right a financial error when it was in your favor, but you make it right because it's the right thing to do. Have you ever had somebody say, I didn't know people like you existed anymore? You ought to walk away feeling 10 foot tall and bulletproof that somebody had that opinion of you. I didn't think honest people existed anymore. They don't hardly. But I'm a Christian, see. I'm an ambassador of the Lord Jesus. And I'm raising up little ambassadors. And, and I, want my, I, want, I, want, I want my children to know it pays to serve God. It pays to do right. Because it's right. I believe that, I believe that revolves in every area. Church, school. I... I uh, I'm not of the sorts that, that believes that you got to go to school, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think it's wrong. There's people that do it. I, I applaud them for it. I just never could do it. Uh, and my kids never have done it. But, you know, uh, I remember I graduated with folks, and they had 100% perfect attendance for all kindergarten through 12th grade. Now, that's applaudable, isn't it? I don't believe you got to do that to be right with God, you know. People get sick, they go on vacation, they have deaths in the family, they have issues, they have COVID, you know. Um, COVID, whatever. Uh, I've been going at that for so long, it just comes out now. Uh, I understand that. <laughs> However, However, and I'm done. I'm done for sure now. However, uh, it don't hurt to teach. Let's, we don't feel like it. Let's do right. Let's do right. Let's go to church when we don't feel like it. Let's go to school when we don't feel like it. Let's go to work when we don't feel like it. And if we do oversleep, just be honest. Don't lie to the boss. But man, I overslept and I promise it won't happen again. Because he knows you're lying. Well, I'll tell, you what happened. I'll tell you what happened was I, I got up early, I was on my way, I had a flat tire and then I got caught in traffic and, and I off and left my, well, my wallet and, I, and he's like, mm -hmm, when are you going to tell me the truth? That don't happen to people five times uh, in two weeks. Truth of the matter is, is you overslept because you don't know how to go to bed on time. And so just be honest. Stayed up too late, I'm going to go to bed early tonight, I'm sorry. Do the right thing. Anybody hearing me? All right, I'm done. Lord Jesus, we love you tonight. Thank you for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, God, for your love. Lord, you've helped us. I know you have. If we'll apply these truths, God, help us to do that, please. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.